Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of uh, the NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC. Mike Pursuta, Dale Lawley, and Matt Williamson ready to get you uh, up to speed, at least at this early juncture, as we uh, continue taking the deep dive into the NFL Draft. We're here today to talk offensive tackles. Uh, you hear me talk Steelers football on the DVE morning show and uh, Steelers.com. Uh, Matt and Dale are the tag team on the drive, which can be found on uh, SNR. And uh, is that on Steelers.com too, or just uh, SNR? That is, yeah, and the app, yep. All over the place you can find us, on Apple, on you know Spotify, wherever. Doesn't matter. All the Steelers social media platforms, you might say. You might be able to say that, yes. Indeed. And I just did. Uh, offensive tackles, you know, it's a, it's, it's a different year for quarterbacks, as we discussed in our first edition of Triple Take when we did the uh, round one mock. But, uh, Matt, offensive tackles are always in demand, and this year no, uh, no difference there. 100%. And this year – because some questions at the top of the quarterback market and lack of just stud prospects in this draft overall. I mean, there's not a chase young in this draft. I think positions that are hard to find like tackle are going to be pushed up the board dramatically. So Steeler fans, you might think, boy, there's five guys that the three of us are going to talk about and definitely going to be three or four of them sitting there at 20. Don't be so sure. They get driven up pretty quick. Yeah, these guys are like unicorns. Um, yeah. You know, you, you like to find one, and and if if Steeler fans think that they're the only team in the league that doesn't that has offensive line problems, well, <laughs> that's just not the case. It, it is not. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing I noticed about the most, if not all, of these guys, the top guys, they have uh, ill dispositions. They, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're some finishers. They, yeah, they do not are. play a nice game. I mean, they to the echo of the whistle and then some and uh a lot of nasty uh, a lot of get down and dirty if you want a little attitude this might be the year to get it Dale let's start with you we'll count them down from number five to number one tell us about your number five OT uh, I got Bernard Raymond out of Central Michigan at number five uh he's a native of Austria uh, who started playing football for a club team in Vienna after he gave up on soccer can you imagine seeing a guy who's six six 304 pounds. He wasn't six. He wasn't 304 pounds when he was playing soccer, but I'm sure he was probably well over six foot tall. Uh, he came to the U S as a wide receiver and then went to central Michigan as a tight end. Uh, he has a lot of just raw ability. I saw him at the, at the senior bowl and he really mirrors well can move uh, light on his feet. Uh, just needs to get a little bit, uh, just a little bit stronger kind of in some ways kind of reminds me uh, of another guy who played wide receiver and then went to tight end and then offensive tackle Al Villanueva. He's kind of got that same, even has that same kind of walk that Al had, you know, that, that kind of loping walk. Uh, you, you could just tell he's an athlete. Matt, he's your number five as well. I've got Charles cross from Mississippi state. Okay. And uh, he, he impressed me, uh, watched him against Alabama. Uh, and he took on a bunch of different rushers in a, you know, uh, different size guys and guys coming around stunts and whatnot uh, really seems to uh, have an understanding of how pass blocking is done. You play for Mike Leach. Uh, you ought to have that uh, figured out. And uh, he's, he's got the nasty to him as does my number four. And uh, that would also be Matt's number four uh, and Dale's number four, Trevor Penning of Northern Iowa. Matt, why don't you uh, tell us about him? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was torn between Penning and Raymond, and they're both very different. If you just want to mash people with size and physicality, that's Penning. If you want the 
Niners zone-based, you know, athletic-type offensive line. That's Raymond. And some people told me Raymond might run under a 4-8 at the combine. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. Heartbeat, yeah. Yeah. He can really move. Penning, to your point, Matt, you could play him on the left side. You could play him on the right side. I don't know Mm -hmm. that you could play Raymond on the right side right away. Right, right. He's strong enough to do that. But Penning is just nasty. Just yes. nasty. Uh, if this football thing doesn't work out for Mr. Penning, I think Vince McMahon will be on the phone with him immediately. <laughs> be a hell of a bar <laughs> bouncer too, man. He could, right, he, right. You know, yes. he, they, they could, he could star in the next roadhouse and just toss people out of the bar left and right. Oh, they, better, they better not make another roadhouse. <laughs> Some movies are done right the first time. That's one of them. Uh, number three, Dale's got Charles Cross from Mississippi State. Matt's got Charles Cross from Mississippi state. I've got a guy who's not on uh, either one of your, you guys's list. Uh, Daniel Fa'alele from Minnesota. We got to talk about him. Six, eight and one eighth, 387 pounds to paraphrase the movie, the Bronx tale. You don't walk with Daniel Fa'alele <laughs> walk among him. He is massive and he's part of a massive Minnesota offensive line. I don't know if you guys know it or not, but I watched a fair amount of Big Ten football. No, and really? That's surprising. Minnesota actually had a bigger offensive line, the Gophers, than the Vikings did. Uh, oh, it doesn't surprise me. Height and guy. weight. Yeah. And they were ready to ground and pound this year. And uh, then uh, the Gophers had the misfortune of playing Ohio State in the opener and they lost their top two running backs. And the season was kind of off the rails after that. But this guy, uh, I'd love the way he just eclipses people. And he was so popular among his coaches and teammates. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. When they played West Virginia in the guaranteed rate bowl, they gave him the ball from the two-yard line. He lined up at fullback, and he got to run into the middle of the line, and he scored a touchdown. (laughs) 387. I'm, I'm all about six, eight, and an eighth, 387. From Australia, and another guy with an interesting backstory. We got a guy from Austria. We got a guy from Australia. There's a lot to work with here. I mean, he needs to work on. There's a lot to work with. (laughs) Right, right. You got to take a cab ride to get around. Uh, Number two, uh, lo and behold, we have uh, agreed again. Matt, why don't you tell us about Ekam Ekwanyu? I'm pronouncing that right. We'll try to figure this out as the draft process. Uh, yeah, amazingly enough, you don't you don't hear a lot of offensive linemen mentioned uh, on the broadcast. Right. Yeah. But no, you're right. <laughs> Ekwanu, uh, you said it right. I mean, he boy, is he powerful. I mean, he has rare lower body snap and power. And he, too, is a finisher and nasty. And frankly, I mean, at the very first pick in the draft, if the Jaguars decide we just want to mash people's faces, this might be the pick. I mean, he is. He's a tackle, but he might be a Quentin Nelson-like guard if he were ever given that chance. I mean, it probably won't get get to that point, but there's a lot to work with here, and I think his best football is ahead of him too. I mean, especially as a pass blocker. Yeah, he and Charles Cross are really young. Uh, yes, they both yes. they both just turned 21 years old, so they're still growing into their bodies, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, and uh, staggeringly enough, we all agree on number one as well. Dale, why don't you tell us about Evan Neal, offensive tackle? Roll Tide. Speaking of mashing, I mean, this guy's kind of the best of, of everything here. 6'6", six, six, almost 6'7", six, uh, 360 pounds. Uh, can, played the right tackle, played left tackle last year. Uh, can handle that. He did it in the SEC, so you know that he saw a lot of quality edge rushers. Uh, obviously practiced against quality guys every day. 
and, and when you take these Alabama guys, you know you're getting more of a, a polished product here be just because of the way they run things. Obviously, Doug Marone's there, uh, or at least has been their offensive line coach, so he's been coached by an NFL guy, and uh, he might be the, the safest pick in this year's draft. Um, there's a good, you know, I think, you know, when we, when we all did our mock draft, we all had him going number one. That's for a reason. I think if you're, you're, you're taking that guy at one, you want him to be, you know, as safe as possible. And this guy is that. Yeah. yeah and Dale, I mean, as you alluded, if, you know, if it's a Quan Wu or Neil, you know, if you're wondering how do we break the tie, which guy went to Alabama? Give me right. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Three-year starter at Bama guard, right tackle, left tackle, with a rare combination of size, power, length, athletic ability. What's on the Nastiness, yeah. Yeah, Hopefully. right, right. That'll work. Yeah, plus he ought to be a little honked off after the national championship game, so maybe he's got a chip on his shoulder. <laughs> come, come to camp with something to prove. Yeah, a pretty good. big chip. <laughs> big shoulder. That's going to do it for our uh, offensive tackles analysis. Uh, we've got a lot more of this stuff to come between now and the draft to keep it here. I want to remind everybody that you can get uh, this and any subsequent draft analyses uh, on all of the Steelers' social media platforms. Until then, for Matt Williamson and Dale Lawley, I'm Mike Pursuta. You've been listening to the NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC.